I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Pint of Football, where much like Sol Bamba, you'll never be rid of us. Aging gracefully is me, Tom Meadowcroft, and with a career that can be described as up and down at best, is Daz Napton. Here's to mediocrity. We are in the same room for the first time ever. Well, well we've been in the same room together before, <laughs> but like, you know the, I mean? Yeah, the first time recording a pod together, so we don't have to stare at each other through the Zoom screen, which is quite nice. Instead, we're both awkwardly staring at the audacity recording instead i can smell him <laughs> yeah it's not ideal really maybe we should just go back to zoom maybe i should go back in the other room and we'll yeah. just do it the old way <laughs> <laughs> no we're here for in the mix and weirdly on the 5th of feb at time of recording it's actually our first podcast for what must be over a month and a half since our christmas special happy new year well, yeah, I suppose you could say that. I feel like there's got to be a cut-off point, though, of saying Happy New Year to people. Because at work, I sometimes don't see people that often. And I've decided after, I think it was after the 10th of Jan, it's just sodger. Because <laughs> I get fed up with people going, Happy New Year, did you have a good Christmas? I can't remember that now. Can you remember Christmas? Uh, No, I can't say I can't. Exactly. Exactly. So, we're picking up for the first time in ages, our challenge to find an interesting story from every single country in the world. I think we must be up to about six or seven by now. Yeah, something like that. And you got a bit of a stinker this time. Yeah, well, last time out we um, invited the guy from the Scoreless Thriller on, and he had the unfortunate task of having to come up with a story of Belize. And uh, he did quite well in the end, rattled off a few facts, told us about when they were held at Knife Point. <laughs> the national team, um, and how the best player plays for Sheffield United Reserves of all. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, That's dark. Yeah, we've we've had some pretty dry ones, haven't we? (laughs) But 
arguably up there with the driest is my task for today, which is to tell the story of South Sudan, one of the world's newest nations, I believe. Yeah, um, it's a bit of a bit of a war torn place. Well, uh, it's been through a lot of civil wars, and as a result, it's got like no infrastructure, but lots and lots of guns. Yeah, I know when I was looking into um, facts and trying to dig out some interesting stuff, I think the one of the top scorers for South Sudan was also one of the top scorers for Sudan before, ah, before yeah. they split. Because mm-hmm. um, I know uh, a recent, well, probably about, it must have been a while ago actually, when Kosovo got their own team for the first time and it was recognised by FIFA. At the time of the, when they were hoping to get the team, all the big players like Shakiri, who played for Switzerland, and Xhaka, people like that, they were all like well up for the Kosovo team. But then when it was formed, none of them actually uh. went and played <laughs> for them. And I'm not sure if that might have been a FIFA sanction thing or if I think it, it was. Might be. Yeah, it probably was. We always blame FIFA if we can. Yeah, of course, naturally. But we're not here to talk about them yet. At some point we will. We'll have an interesting story of Kosovo episode at some point. But for now, we're going to do South Sudan. So before I start, Tom, do you know anything about South Sudan's football history? Absolutely nothing. Well, that's good then. It becomes even more difficult because the women's national team has only just been recognised as of 2021. So there's not much in terms of going back and looking through the history. But I can tell you that the women's team, since it has been recognised by FIFA have lost every game they've played, uh, sadly. The first game they had in April 21 was against Ethiopia, and they lost 11-0. Three days later, they played Ethiopia again in another friendly, and did a lot better, and they lost 3-0. What? Yeah. Three days later? Yeah. <laughs> Why? That's weird. Why would yeah. you have two international friendlies against the same team three days apart? I'm not sure. Maybe they played like an A team and a B team or something. Maybe. But but yeah, then since then they've gone on to lose all their other games, including 8-0 against Kenya and uh, 7-1 against Kenya over two legs, which was a 15-1 defeat. <laughs> which, yeah, is unfortunate. But as a new nation, you know, there's always likely to be troubles. and They have for the first time ever now got a national ranking, which is 175th which uh, is quite nice to so say they've finally got a ranking, albeit quite a turd one. What their, what's their nickname? Um, Do they have a nickname? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they are called uh, the Bright Starlets. Nice. And that's obviously... <laughs> that sounds a bit like uh, Southern American, yeah. like the Bright Starlets. Yeah, yeah, that's... Singing the, and dancing troupe. The, the name of, yeah, that's the name of the, um, what's it, the halftime show at one of the American football grounds. <laughs> But that's actually a name that's partially been taken from the fact that the men's team are called the Bright Stars. Uh. So, yeah. Uh, the men's team, I will very briefly talk about. They are ranked 167, so slightly better than their female counterparts, but in the same sort of region. They have managed to get a couple of decent results over the years. Their biggest win was 6-0 against uh, Djibouti. And they've only actually had their biggest defeat as 5-0, which for a minnow nation isn't that bad really, is it? No, like it could be worse. Most teams who are in that 
region in terms of national recognition usually have double figures defeats. And in fact, I'm sure England national football team's worst defeat will be, I bet it's higher than five now. I'm going to quickly look. Let me see. I wonder if I can remember this. I'm sure they lost 7-1 to Hungary or something yeah, like that. Yeah, something like that. Let me see. Do we know our stuff? Probably not. Oh. 7-1 to Hungary. Nice. In 1954. So yeah, technically, South Sudan have had less disgrace than England. <laughs> Let's put that on the record. Yeah. In terms of interesting stories, I'm going to go down the quite often route that I go down, which is trying to find something controversial. <laughs> and South Sudan does have its controversy. No, 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 no. Can't use that. No. Good evening, everybody. Unfortunately, the story that Daz brought to the table about South Sudan was a lot more tragic and upsetting than we first realised. Uh, and we realised, to our horror, while researching the topic live on air, that it would be wrong to make light and have our usual uh, jokes about such a topic. So we had to send him on his, on his way to find another less depressing story from South Sudan. We apologise for this whiplash editing and we'll return to your regularly scheduled drivel presently. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Hey. Okay, Daz. Save this podcast. So, I did manage to find a story about South Sudan. There is no other story of South Sudan apart from this one. And I'm pleased Can't to wait report... to learn about South Sudan for the first time. I'm pleased to report that it is not only uncontroversial, it is also arguably in parts happy. Mm. So, I, are you ready to I'm hear so ready. the story of Valentino Yule? Hmm. Good name. It is a good name. I love the name Valentino. He's like um, Valentine's Christmas man. Valentino yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so basically, his background is he wasn't born in South Sudan. He was born in one of the refugee camps in Kakuma. I don't know if I'm saying that right. This is in Kenya. And um, he has actually gone on to have a really good career so far. 
well, I say really good. Like he's, he's playing professionally. He's currently playing for Newcastle Jets. Ah, uh, yes, former stomping ground of Emil Heskey. Exactly, and if Emil Heskey has played for the club, you know they're at least somewhat credible. And they duct taped a camera to his head. <laughs> Heskey Cam. I wonder if they're going to bring in Valentino Cam. Uh, I never saw any Heskey Cam. I'd like to see like a compilation. Well, put it this way. <laughs> it's just going to be him stood, isn't it? He doesn't really do much. I feel like it's kind of beneath his dignity to just like, hey, we, we've signed you up, Cobber, but we're going to, we've mostly done it so we can... <laughs> put a fucking camera on your head and watch you waddle about. <laughs> it wasn't first person. <laughs> oh. That would be oh. that would be good though. That would I've be been really thinking good. it was first person for years, like POV. No, no, it's um it's just a camera that only follows on him. That makes it so, more weird if anything. It does because you you wouldn't see the goals. Hmm. Anyway. Well, I said, yeah. Let's not make uh, this about Heskey. No, it's about Valentino. And he was obviously born in Kakuma in Kenya and moved over to Australia. Apparently there is quite a large um, South Sudanese Australian dysphoria, which is mm. obviously less war-stricken than most countries. Mm. The only wars that the Australians have are with emus. And kangaroos, but no, it's not. It's not that he went over there and he had um, a bit of a bit of a strange rise up to the top. But he he started off at Adelaide Comets, <laughs> and then went to Cumberland United. That could be anywhere. Yeah, that could be Ask Scotland. As could this next team, which is Campbelltown City. Hmm. That which... sounds like uh, Roy the Rovers team. Oh, it does actually, yeah. Yeah. He then went back to Adelaide Comets before going to Adelaide City, Bentley Greens, and then finally plonked himself in 2019 in the A-League with Western United. That's not a bad, he... it's not a bad career. He's done all right so far. He managed to play nine games for Western United and scored zero goals. And at the oh. end of his... Oh, he's yeah. too soon again. On Wikipedia, it says he's a winger, but I'm sure he's actually a striker, according to uh, Newcastle's page. Maybe they just weren't using him properly. Maybe they're still playing him as a winger. And um, after that, he got signed up by Newcastle Jets. Mm -hmm. And he's managed to score seven goals so far. Hey. How many appearances? 30. That's fine. So still a better ratio than Heskey. <laughs> oh. And that's not where... I mean, that is quite a nice story anyway, because it's a guy who's come out of a country that is has been one and then is now two. Many civil wars and other countries in Africa getting involved. Now finds himself in Africa... Uh, in Australia, sorry, having a stable career as a footballer and is one of the, I think it's three uh, uh, South Sudanese players who play in the A-League, hmm. which is quite cool. I but, wouldn't have known that unless you told me. 
Well, no, exactly. But the great thing is for his colleague, Thomas Deng, who is also South Sudanese, he is currently playing in the Japanese Prem for Urawa Red Diamonds. Oh, yeah. And, and in 2018, he's a bit older, in 2018, made his debut for Australia. Oh, nice. It's pretty cool. What a legend. So, What's yeah, his name? So, Valentino Yule. I'm going to look this guy up later. Oh, no, no. No, no. Thomas Deng is, is his oh. mate. Is the one who uh, got to play for Australia. I'll edit that out. <laughs> but fear not, because Valentino's story is not over yet. He apparently, when he joined Newcastle Jets, said that he had aspirations to copy what Thomas Deng has done and get a call up for Australia. And then at the start of this year, he would actually get a call up for South Sudan. And ah. it was one of those situations, I imagine, where do you take the call up for your country, your South Sudan, where, where he was actually from and, and his family's from, or do you hang on and wait to see if you can get into the Australia squad? Hmm. It's a tough one. It is a tough one. How old is uh, Mr. Yule? 27. Yeah, I mean, that's about the time where if you've, you know, you get players who, like, uh, they they get to 27 or 28 and they've not got the England call-up or whatever, and they end up, like, playing for, you know, Trinidad and Tobago through their grandma or something. Yeah, it happens quite a lot in Jamaica as well. Mm -hmm. But... He made the decision to accept the call-ups for South Sudan. And on the 31st of Jan, just, well, two weeks ago, really, he made his debut and scored. Yeah! What a moment. Up the Yule. Absolutely love it. But they did lose 2-1 to Jordan, but nevertheless... Ah, well. Yeah, exactly. So, South Sudan comes on gets his debut goal for his international team and no doubt went back to Australia a very happy man. Yeah. Well, that's a much nicer story, guys. Well done. Nicer than what? What are you on about? That's, I mean, that's a very nice story, Dallas. Well done. <laughs> yeah. So that is the man, the player, the person, as for some reason it says on Newcastle Jets FC's website. The player, the person, Valentino Yule. It's a bit of a weird nickname. The player, the person. Nickname the person. But there is quite a nice article in there on the website, which if, you, if you're really, really bored, you can go on newcastlejetsfc.com.au. I didn't realise that was how you got onto Australian websites, but yeah. that's what you got to type in. And it just starts with the sentence, Fortune favours the brave. And Jets striker Valentino Yule is as brave as they come. What a guy. Sounds like he's obviously really, really worked his bollocks off to get to this level. He he got let down by Western United, even though he only played nine games, which seems a bit harsh, doesn't it, really? Because I can't imagine if he's only played nine games, they were all starts, neither. Yeah, it's like that sometimes. Well, yeah. Yeah, especially probably well, knock, knock them too much. 
Right, time for a joke. New Year, same old dad jokes. I say, I say, I say, Daz. What do you say, Tom? Did you hear about the chicken that went to a seance? No. It was trying to get to the other side. <laughs> oh, hey. I should really slap you as that were in person for that. <laughs> Bye. Very nice. Do you want to talk about the weekend at all? Yeah, we can do a quick debrief of the weekend. So Daz came down to Bristol and we watched uh, Roman Glass St. George, but the less said about that, the better. And we watched uh, Bristol Rovers women beat... Cheltenham Town Development. Cheltenham Town Development. Sometimes it's hard to remember the opposition because they don't really do anything. Yeah. That was that was good. I really enjoyed that game. I really, really liked that we were able to see a resounding 6-0 win. Although, mm. to be fair, it was never not going to happen because it seems like they win every game by that score at the very least. Yeah, they're pretty overleveled. Yeah. We're now Got one to- point away from the league title of whatever league it is and one step closer to hopefully finding someone that can challenge us. Which I think will happen. I think there are only two or three divisions away from where they'll probably end up sitting for a little while, I imagine. It doesn't matter how many times I study the women's pyramid, it just immediately leaves my brain. Yeah. The guy who we went to watch the game with did actually tell me which division they were in. I'm sure it was like the... Southwest Division, Northern Division, or something like that. Shout out to John. Shout out to John. John the Don. John the Don. Anyway, and then the the main thing is we went to go and watch a different sport. Well, I'm not sure we could count your gig on Friday night as a sport. <laughs> we went to watch. Bristol Pitbulls, because apparently yes. there's ice hockey in the UK. There definitely is. So this is just down the road from me in Cribs Causeway. I had, and they've just, Bristol Pitbulls have been playing in Oxford for the last however many years because the ice rink in Bristol shut down. And they've just started, uh, they've just built a planet ice in Cribs Causeway, South Gloucestershire, which is, you know, used for just families and whatnot that want to go skating. But it's like a big, I didn't realise it's a big old arena with a 1,500 capacity. 
and it's apparently been selling out every week. So there's 1,500 people in Bristol that regularly watch ice hockey. And it's just down the road from me, and I had absolutely no idea. It was a really baffle. It was a really surprising experience to me, but not a bad one. And yeah, ice ice hockey is fucking cool. Like, especially for someone that's kind of off football a little bit at the moment for various reasons. It's uh, it's um, it's it's a weird mixture of extreme violence and good nature. Because there's no fan segregation. Like, uh, Pitbulls did win. They came back. They came back from uh, behind at the last minute. Um, but it was encouraged. That everyone was encouraged at the end to clap for Slough. Uh, adjective. I I feel like they should have been called Slough Sultans. That's not bad. Slough Sluggers. Nah, that's baseball. I can't actually remember what they were called. Slough Jets. Ah, yeah, of course. That's it. Um, I had no idea what's going on. And if you're going to go watch ice hockey for the first time, I encourage you to learn as little about it as possible. <laughs> Just sort of let it happen to you. Especially because, yeah, and I was the same. So I, that was only my second match as well. I, I went to watch Telford Tigers a couple of years ago and did the same thing as you. It's just the shock of... What the hell's happening now? Just like yeah. everything that happens, apart from the goal, that's the only certainty that <laughs> I was definitely sure I knew what was going on. I'm, I still have no idea what a foul is. No idea what a power play is. Uh, no. But yeah, check it out, I guess. Because uh, like, with, like... with football, like if I find myself... I, if the game's not like really good, I find my mind wandering and like I look at my phone or chat to someone. But with ice hockey, like you, if you want to have any hope at all of following it, you you cannot do that. You got to wait it's, for the breaks in play. Yeah, it's a completely different game. The one thing I would say though is uh, I would probably not want to go to a midweek hockey match in the same way that I'd go to a midweek football match, and the reason for that is. Mm. Midweek, when I've like finished a grueling day at work, sometimes when you go to the football, whether it's nil nil or six five, you're kind of just there to chill out, stand outside, whether it's cold, whether it's wet, whether it's whatever. And for me, it's just a good way of relaxing, especially if you're a neutral. But there's yeah. zero, zero <laughs> chance to relax or do Ice hockey is thing. not relaxing, not at all. I mean, we. I think, I think we were probably some of the more raucous fans when the goals went in. We were jumping all over the shop, weren't we? We had, we had had a few beers. Yeah, I guess we'd had a. Yeah, we had more than a couple actually. As is customary. But I think overall for the weekend, we we survived pretty well, considering previous weekends where we've ended up on trains to nowhere, stranded in random rural areas, and you've destroyed your freezer drawer before. <laughs> uh, I need to find that video. So I, anyway. I think we did, yeah, we did well, the sports did well, <clears throat> and it was a great weekend, wasn't it? Yeah, good times.
So ice hockey, check it out. Apparently it's here now. Check it out. You'll be able to find your local team because I think the, the one thing I would say about ice hockey is if you're on BBC Sport, it'll only show the yeah. Prem. So don't just think, oh, the nearest team is like 100 miles away. There probably will be somewhere a bit closer. I think the only place that it hasn't really reached is this, the, the true southwest. Which yeah. Is... yeah. I think I think we're about as southwest as it gets, us in Swindon. Yeah, but certainly up north it's really popular. There's, I think two of the 12 Premier League teams are up in Scotland. I think Fife of all places. And... <laughs> yeah, they do seem to be in odd places. A lot of them. I guess it... I guess it is trying to target places though where they haven't necessarily got already got a massive big sport, which is a good idea. Like really, Bristol, it? they have no big team. <laughs> uh, yeah. So tune in a year from now where we will have rebranded to what the puck. Yes, or at least started up a, a feature within the pod. Yeah, that's a good idea. What the puck? What the puck as a feature will be good. Yeah, we'll just do it once every so often. We can talk about some crazy fights that we've been seeing because I, I don't know if I, I think I've tagged you in a couple now of the really, really mental fights that happen. Just I've joined the group on Facebook. It's just called like UK hockey fights. Yeah, I didn't think I'd enjoy the fights so much, but there's just something about it. Mm. But also as well, like I was saying to you at the time, I don't think I'd enjoy watching MMA or whatever the other one's called, UFC. I think the I don't fact think that, enjoy like, that there's a it just kind of inherently looks a bit stupid because they're all on slippery ice. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas yeah. MMA only... like, you know, is is like monstrous violence. Whereas the this only... is kind of like penguins slapping each other. The only thing that would make it better for me is at the point where they're definitely going to have a fight, they should be able to exchange their hockey stick for like a foam thing. You know, like a fo- <laughs> the honk, the like squeaks. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, yeah, that's it. One of those hammers, those inflatable hammers. That's the only thing that would make it better, I think. Yeah, put us in charge of hockey. Don't do that. We, we barely have the capacity to be in control of this podcast. Or ourselves. Or our bodily, or or our bodily functions. Sports Social Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 